you have to have money to live. You can't not have money to live. There's just a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure to do it, quote unquote, right. But nobody's taught how to do that. And nobody knows what that means. And everybody has a different definition. So it's a jumble, especially with women, because women have a different pedagogues, I guess you would say, looking at their money. Their vision of money is different and their feelings are different typically than men. The world is changing and that is amazing, albeit a bit unsettling sometimes. You see, the third dimension is grasping desperately to hold our collective consciousness in its grip, but one by one we are shifting into the fifth dimensional reality. We are shedding the old concepts of fear, greed, power over, and control as they give way to understanding, love, compassion, and community. I'm your host, Laura Christine, intuitive healer and channel. I've created this show to help you manifest your lighter, brighter future by following the urgings of your boundless soul. Trust me, it knows where to go. Hit subscribe to stay aligned. Now relax and enjoy the show. Aloha, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Boundless Soul. I'm so stoked to have this amazing woman with us today. Her name is Jessica, and I'm going to have her tell you a little bit about her. We're going to talk about the energetics of money and really grounding that in, in some practical terms so that we can all fly like our boundless souls. Jessica, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Not at all. Uh, my name is Jessica Kleine, and you, you pronounce the E on my name, which nobody does. I yell at my husband all the time. I'm like, this is really hard. I am a money and a mindset coach. I am so excited to be here. This is great. I have been coaching women for a little over a year now on their money problems, and it kind of started off in one direction, and life has you kind of take a turn sometimes when you need to. Um, I used to focus very heavily on the concrete number, number, number part. And I realized quickly that the mindset and the energy side of it actually is the bigger piece that most people don't realize. So I work a lot with women who are looking to stop living paycheck to paycheck. That's my big focus because that's, while it's a literal paycheck to paycheck for a lot of people, for most people, it's a feeling that they have. So I help them work through that and we get them out of that. And then their life can kind of bloom again. Ooh, I love that. Okay. I really want to follow up with that. And I will first though. What makes you feel boundless? I knew you were going to ask that. And then I forgot you were going to ask that. <laughs> what, makes, what makes me feel boundless? Um, honestly, when I, when I have those, they're like little snippets of moments where I can get everything to calm. I have squirrel brain. So when I can get that moment of calm and that moment of clarity where everything just feels like it's falling into place and I can see like the bigger picture and, you know, it's, it's like a feeling that I get, I guess. Um, that's probably when I feel the most boundless. Sounds like flow state to me where everything is just functioning at its optimal. Your nervous system is relaxed. Your vagus nerve is decompressed. So I'm just going to put a little plug in for my sponsor right away here, because we really just <laughs> talked about it. Just, you know, hold tight and, and you'll get to the info on that. Super thrilled about this, my friends. You have heard me mention my teacher, Melanie Weller, a number of times. You've heard from her twice when she's been a guest on my podcast, if you've been around long enough. I am delighted to let you in on something she's been brewing for a long time. It's a membership, but it's so much more than a membership. 
And also she's sponsoring the podcast. So it's a win, 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 win. Melanie's life work has been teaching herself and others how the vagus nerve is the bridge between science and art, earth and the cosmos, medicine and metaphysics. I'd even go as far as saying the 3D and the 5D realities. You can learn from her and become a bridge for humanity as you open up to your genius and join this revolutionary way of being. Melanie Weller will show you how. Your special link is theboundlesssoul.com slash Melanie Weller. You can read all about it when you go there and all the different options to join are near the bottom of the page. If you have any questions, do reach out. This is an epic, epic community she's creating. It is an empire of so much wisdom. Theboundlesssoul.com. Yes, there are three S's in a row, but that's the name of my podcast. Slash Melanie Weller. One more time. <laughs> Theboundlesssoul.com slash Melanie Weller. And that will be on the show notes. So you can spell it or you can just click it. Awesome. We'll see you there. Oh, and by the way, I did not read any copy. I spoke from my heart because that is just how awesome Melanie is. So that ad was not given to me. That is truly how I feel. And you will know that once you join. <laughs> Yay. Oh my God, that's awesome. I love that feeling as well. <laughs> and what is one of the major things that will kick us right out of that feeling? Money. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. <laughs> if there's one thing that people seem to have the most baggage around, it is money. And it touches every single area of life, even areas of life that people don't realize. So if they can get their money figured out, it's amazing how the rest of life kind of settles down and things start to fall into place. Can we talk about how paycheck to paycheck is not always true in the physical, but it's the feeling because that's huge. That sounds to me as vagus nerve compression and you're in survival mode, even when you don't have to be. And I know people, myself kind of included, but others even more so than me. It's like, you have more money than you've ever had. Why are you so afraid of <laughs> losing it all now? Yes, exactly. So when I talk to different women, and this, I can actually talk about myself here, paycheck to paycheck was just that feeling. We always had a little bit of a cushion. I call it a cushion in our accounts. So we were never literally paycheck to paycheck. We got close a few times because I was a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I still am. I just work at home now. And when we cut down to one income, when we had our first kid, like it literally hit me oh my goodness, we have so much less money and panic would start to set in because now there wasn't extra to put towards savings or whatever. So for me, the paycheck to paycheck, whether it was a $1,000 cushion, a $500 cushion, there was always money. My bills always got paid, but there was the panic and that frantic feeling week after week after week of it's going to not be enough. It's going to run out and always waiting for payday to kind of get that feeling to settle down because, okay, now there's more left in the account. But then again, it few days later, bills are paid, you're right back down. So again, no matter what number is in the account, you could have that feeling, you could have $5,000 sitting in your bank account and still feel paycheck to paycheck. Whereas other people who are literally like that blows their mind. Yes, I can see that. Mm -hmm. How were you able to shift out of that? I suppose that's more than a quick answer. That was, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like a 10 year process. <laughs> all right, share it all. We got time. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So honestly, I've always been very good with numbers. I've always been a number geek and a budgeting person and always would go penny to penny, which honestly, after the fact, found out was part of my problem. I would be very 
like nitpicky about everything. So being so hyper-focused on it did not help my situation at all. Um, and I've learned that you need to have some freedom and some flexibility in and some fun actually in your money in order to release those feelings of paycheck to paycheck. Now for me, honestly, that was 10 years in the process and it was probably a year and a half ago when I, maybe two years ago, when I finally realized we're doing okay. We have more than we've had before and I was still stressed out because I started digging into the mindset and the thoughts behind the money and the beliefs behind the money and the feelings behind the money. That is what the trigger was for me. So that's why I need to teach this to other people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it is needed for so many of us, for so many of us. It is. Many of the people in my soul tribe, I'll say, are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They don't have paychecks. They get paid when they get paid. (laughs) And sometimes I actually made a Facebook post about this in the beginning of March this year. I had recently separated from my husband and taken some time apart and had my own space And it was very difficult. I gave myself a lot of grace because I knew that emotionally it would be very challenging. And it was, I was processing a lot of emotions, old emotions, all of these things. So I wasn't working and I wasn't even trying to work still Mm -hmm. in the beginning of March, I looked at my money for February and I spent like 80 times the amount that I made. (laughs) Again, I wasn't trying to make any money. I, I spent, or I made $80. And I really realized why people in situations where they're not making the income that they need to pay for life commit suicide and have so much trouble because it makes you feel like an utter failure. Like, why are you even on earth? It was the worst. Yeah. I spent the whole day processing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know how to process that, which is helpful because a lot of the people, especially a lot of the people that I talk to aren't as aware of money problems are more than money problems. And it's more than income and numbers problems. So I kind of baby step them there with some of the things that I teach them and talk about. And the biggest thing, you know, my clients, they come to me for money help, but they're not, they're coming because of the shame and the judgment and the guilt around the money and the not good enough. That's what they need. They just don't realize it until after we're talking. So I help them practically for sure with the numbers in the beginning, because that's what they're thinking they need. But really the deeper layers are what we're digging into when we're going through the process. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that's a really good gateway to it. And it sets a foundation as well. So they can see that practical stuff Mm -hmm. and have something to grab onto when we dive deep into those emotions, because gosh, it's kind of, it's not kind of scary. It is. Oh yeah. Scary. It is. It is. Especially because of just the way society in general is with like, you have to have money to live. You can't not have money to live. There's just a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure to do it quote unquote, right. But nobody's taught how to do that. And nobody knows what that means. And everybody has a different definition. So it's a jumble, especially with women, because women have a different paragoggles, I guess you would say, looking at their money, their vision of money is different. And their feelings are different typically than men, not across the board, obviously, but Typically, they look at money differently and feel differently about it. And it's personal for them as opposed to men where it's a little bit less. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Women are very emotional with their money. Men 
while there's still emotion, it's more of a pride. Like men for men, it's pride for women, it's security. So it's a different kind of a game when you're talking to the different people. So it's interesting. I've worked with couples before too, typically women, but also couples. And it's very interesting dynamic when you can see the husband and wife and when they can see it from the other person's perspective and things can improve then kind of going forward. Wow. That's really intense and awesome. (laughs) What is one of the first steps that you take with somebody who comes to you and you can see right away, which pretty much probably that's everybody, that it is the emotional aspect, the shame or the guilt or whatever they're feeling about money. How do you actually start to help them see that? Do you mind sharing that? Or is that giving away trade secrets? No, not at all. (laughs) The very first (laughs) thing I do with all of my clients is we do um, an awareness exercise, basically. And it's a very... it's a spreadsheet, like, and people hate it and they don't want to do it. And that's part of it. Like, it's very triggering for people to look at this spreadsheet and all of this information because they've been hiding from it for such a long time. And they get very emotional as they're doing, that's the whole purpose of it, but they don't realize that as they're filling this awareness exercise out, it's bringing up all the emotions and it's bringing everything up. And it's a very emotional experience for a lot of people, but it also is like that wake up call that they need to see exactly where the it's awareness in their money like that's what they know they're doing is figuring out where their money is going but it's also awareness on how they're feeling about where the money is going so that's really where we kind of step off from there and kind of go (laughs) definitely so to everyone listening I highly recommend actually doing this take a notebook out and start to write down where your money is going and if you're feeling these emotions rising up and you're thinking, oh my God, maybe, maybe it's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Cause it, it, it may be, and it probably is. And it's also the next person who's experiencing the same thing. I highly recommend connecting with somebody like Jessica, whether it is her or somebody else that, you know, if it is Jessica, I'm going to actually ask you now to share with everyone the the way they can get a hold of you. Yeah. Because again, this is such an important aspect of life. And when you heal this, you heal a lot. You do. Um, And actually, now that you mentioned everybody doing that, I have a free, it's a money leaks workbook that I created. So people can kind of break down where they're spending their money, but I'll help me remember. And I'll get you a link for that. So you can post it with this. Perfect. But I spend most of my time on Facebook. I have a free Facebook group for women. It's called money plus mindset, uh, money coaching for mom bosses. Um, I'm on social media, Facebook and Instagram, mostly as the mom boss money coach. And I do have a website, www.mindsetfinancialcoaching.com, but that's like a temporary website for now. Cause things have been evolving since I created it. So I know that there's changes and tweaks that have to be made, but that's also where you can find me. That's beautiful. Now I'm not a mother, but I am assuming that you also work with women who aren't mothers. <laughs> I do. Yes. I realized that after I was speaking, I tend to be drawn or people are drawn to me who, you know, how that works when you're an entrepreneur, people are drawn to who are kind of like you and in those same um, experiences. So yes, I have kids and I'm a mom boss because I've done side gigs and work at home jobs forever. Um, but I do, I work with couples and single women. I work with moms and not moms. Um, one of my clients right now, she has like five dogs and that's great. So I work with her. <laughs> so I walk with, I work with women in all walks of life, in all circumstances, in all situations. One caveat though, is to be sure that they're ready to work with me. Like I do a free consultation with everybody first, just to make sure it's a good fit. Cause people may think they're ready for me, but there's other steps that they have to take first. I hear you. I really hear you because inner work is 
not the sparkles and rainbows that you see on Instagram and through various very popular coaches and personal development people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's not. It's deep and unsettling. It's very unsettling. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially when you're looking at things that you may have not really focused on a lot before, when you're kind of forced to focus on it, which is what I make them do, which sounds awful wording it that way, but I make them look at it. It definitely, it turns your whole world upside down when you can see what's actually been going on and what thoughts have been driving your purchases. And when you can start to make those connections, like it blows your mind, but then once you're aware of it, now you can change it. Like, okay, we're aware of where the money went. We're aware of what's going on. Now let's go to the moving forward part. I know. I feel like I see this image of you open up a puzzle and all the pieces are in there and they're just in there. And you've had this puzzle in this box for years and years and years on your shelf. And you're like, okay. And then you open it and then you just toss the whole thing up and all the puzzle pieces fly (laughs) up and it's like, oh, shoot. And I'm surprised I said shoot there. I'm really happy <laughs> about that. And then they all fall and you're like, oh, oh, okay. So unsettling and overwhelming. And that's why doing it yourself is really a challenge. Yes. And so most of my clients have tried and they've tried, like before they come to me, they've tried so many different methods and so many different ways. And they are just at that point where like, okay, there's gotta be something that works and I'm just missing it. Yeah. Um, because it is, it's very, it's overwhelming. And there's almost always something, you know, when you're on that path and you're on a good path and things are going well, and then something happens to where there's more of a struggle or there's something I tell my clients, it's almost like a test. Like you're doing really well. You're doing really well. You're getting ready to up level to another level. So be prepared in case something comes up to try and kind of thwart you from that. And when you're trying to do that on your own, most people get to that point and throw up their hands and it's not working and I quit and they go back to their old patterns. (laughs) So it's nice to have somebody to hold your hand during that and kind of give you a few steps ahead to warn you that it's coming and to know it's okay and to know it's not a problem and that you can get through it. But a lot of people, again, when you're doing it on your own, you don't have that you know, that extra voice telling you that this is normal. This is what happens. 100%. And that is in all spiritual growth and hello, money is spiritual growth, my friends. (laughs) Yes, it is. And I did not realize that how big it was until, like I said, I got to that point in my life where I'm like, something's missing and it took some time, but I found it. (laughs) And now you can kind of skip ahead in line. And (laughs) after hearing this, no, oh, I don't want to skip that part. Can we talk about the different frequencies or the different vibrations of different emotions? And how do you get from that fearful survival mode of the paycheck to paycheck feeling to something that has more freedom and more lightness? Okay. So yes. Um, Yeah. Money is energy. A lot of people that listen to you, I'm assuming already know that. Um, So money is energy. Everything has a frequency, thoughts, emotions, all of that kind of stuff. And when we're feeling those heavy emotions tied to money, the worry, the stress, the shame, the guilt, the judgment, all those heavy, heavy feelings, we're vibrating at a very low frequency and bringing in more low frequency experiences, I guess. Um, So your money, if you're always worried about your money, you're going to get more experiences where you're going to be worrying about your money. So what I'm 
one of the things I teach my clients is gratitude. That's the next step after awareness is, okay, let's go into some gratitude because that is what I call like the gateway to those higher frequencies, Mm -hmm. because you can always find something that you're grateful for and feel it. And that's all you need to kind of kick you up to that next lot, to that next notch, to get over the fear that you're feeling. You find something that you can be the cup of coffee that you have in the morning and just sit with it and smell it and feel it and get all around it until you can feel yourself and I don't want to say vibrate higher, but your, your, your audience will know what that means, but where you can feel yourself shift from that fear to the slightly more calm kind of way. And the more you practice that, <laughs> the better you get and the higher frequencies you can start unlocking. <laughs> oh my God. That was perfect. Yes. The slightly more calm. You, you don't have to do it all in one shot. We're not initiates oh. in Egypt here. We are in this crazy quote-unquote modern world we got stressors (laughs) coming at us from all directions all day long you don't have to just all of a sudden be enlightened and that's how you're gonna make money that's oh no no (laughs) not at all I mean if you could do that great more power to you I mean yeah but but... (laughs) people that I know it's an incremental you can make those quantum leaps for sure when you're in that kind of practice and all of that. But for the most part, for most people, it's incremental little changes that just compound over and over and over to where all of a sudden you can look back over the last six months and be like, wow, I've done, you might not notice it during, but you can look back and see, wow, I've done a lot to get to this point. So yeah. 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 Definitely love that so much joy. No, no Yep. pleasure. Pleasure to me, (laughs) pleasure is such a, it's another gateway. If you're having trouble with gratitude because you feel like you're just forcing it and you're just trying too hard, which I love how you said to actually feel it. So you really, I mean, as I mentioned before, I totally want you on my podcast because I can tell you you're at, (laughs) you're at that same sort of, we're on the same page. We're in the same book. We're on the same page, but you have to feel it. And if you're just like, I'm really grateful because I have a bed and a roof over my head. I'm really grateful. And you're just like trying to force yourself to feel grateful for this house that you hate. Mm, mm -mm. Do something that brings you pleasure then, because that will make you grateful because that is a very similar energy. And also if you're in pleasure, you're thankful for it because it feels good. Exactly. So yeah, love, love, love that. Okay. So budgeting. I dun, dun, dun. I know it's like, I really want to be able to do it. And at the same time, I have no idea where my money's coming from, which is kind of a problem. I think. <laughs> well, all of your money is coming from wherever it's coming from. So that's kind of like the first thing, you know, cause it can come from anywhere. It can come from your job. It can come from a random check in the mail. It can come from anywhere. Once you are at that level to match where that money is, you know what I mean? But in terms of budgeting, most people, don't even want to talk about it. They hate the word Mm. and it makes me laugh because it's just a word. (laughs) People just hate doing it. So I think it's very important because while there's this energy and all of that around it, you still need to know like the details. You still need to know where your money's going to make sure your stuff is getting paid. I have clients on one end that are very concrete and very just money who I'm introducing to like the mindset portion of it as we go and others who are very energy oriented and very flowy and very, I'm going to be taken care of no matter what. So why do I need it? Kind of that I have to kind of rein in a little bit the other way to show, okay, but this is really going to help you. I promise. So the way that I teach people a budget is not, well, as entrepreneurs, usually not paid monthly anyway, but I don't do a monthly budget. I do pay period to pay period, which again, helpful when there's a pay period (laughs) for entrepreneurs, 
the way that I teach them how to do it is what is your absolute minimum that you know is going to be able to come in? Okay, you are, you are positive. You'll be able to at least make this much. And that's the number you're going to budget with. And then anything above that, you kind of fill in like, okay, if I make this much, I know I can pay for these things. But if I can make a little more, I can then pay for these things too. So it's just kind of a, a little bit of a flip on a traditional budget. It is a little trickier. I will admit that if your pay is inconsistent or whether it's money coming in or amounts that come in, but it is 100% possible to still budget as an entrepreneur. You just have to be a little bit more open-minded with it. And I think that (laughs) entrepreneurs in general need to be a little more open-minded. And also I have a pretty good sense that when an entrepreneur budgets, they do better in their business. Yes. Yes. So what ends up happening Again, all the pieces kind of fall into place, but people, when they're entrepreneurs now, I, I will talk mostly from like, I'm the not bread order in my house. So it's a little different for me, but if you don't know what your household budget needs are, it's hard for you to put a goal on what you want your business to do. And if you can figure out how to get your household needs whittled down, especially if you're in the beginning stages and you're not necessarily bringing a lot of money, you need to be aware of what that money really needs to be going towards to kind of get it to line up and get into place. But yeah, once the money is better for your household budget, and then you can learn how to budget for your business, suddenly you're seeing it's not as, I don't need a million dollars to be able to survive. You know, you, your numbers that you think you need are probably not as big as you actually need. Oh yeah. <laughs> and again, need versus want, like you might want a million dollars, but what do you need right now that you can accomplish that you can gain? And just imagine baby steps, right? Or one step at a time. Once you get that, then you can see how the process works and then you can set those higher goals. And frankly, if you were to just all of a sudden make $100,000 and you're not used to that, your nervous system might not know how to deal with that. Your brain might be like, "Uh, WTF. And just, you're going to sabotage yourself anyway. So building up is actually much better than just all of a sudden I have a hundred thousand dollar a month or year, wherever you're at, maybe you're ready for a $3,000 a month because you've been making one or two or or $80 (laughs) like I did the other (laughs) month. (laughs) And that goes along with when you see like lotto winners, how they make all this tons of money and then they're bankrupt three years later, you have to level up as your money levels up. If you're not used to having money, you have to get used to holding that money and not spending it before you can start to have more money. So you have to normalize where you're at. So if you're used to $5,000 a month and you jump to $20,000 a month, you're not necessarily used to that yet. And you're right, you'll sabotage things. Expenses will suddenly come up that wouldn't have come up before. You kind of have to make sure that you're prepared and normalized to match with those amounts as you're growing. And how do you do that? That's (laughs) probably another big question. (laughs) Partly it's just, let me think, how do I work through this one here? It's being okay with having the money is a big part of it. So, so many of us have spending issues. That's a big thing. Like they want to save more money, but you can't do that unless you're reigning in the spending issues. And if you're constantly spending what you're making and not giving that pause, that like moment in between to let it just be, you're not giving it a chance to see what can happen if that money can just stay there and just be. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's very much a 
in order to have more money, you have to be okay having it, not having it and spending it right away, but actually having it. And what does that feel like? And what feelings does that bring up so that you know what to work on in order to then be able to repeat that and bring in more, you know, clear out those feelings to bring in more of the money to hold on to. Right. Okay. So it is definitely all about seeing it if you can, or maybe it is even imagining it. If you can, if you haven't seen it, you can also use that visualization and that really deep energetic work, seeing it and then feeling what's coming up inside, what doubts are rising up, what shame is rising up, what guilt, what have you <laughs> is rising up. And that's what you clear. You clear that you don't clear your inability to create money. You clear the thing that's making it not come to you because you're blocking it. I love it so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm yes, loving this for sure. Well, and I've had people, it's kind of a natural state when your income raises, suddenly you're still not having extra money. So when people say I'll save more when I make more, no, if you're not saving more now, the odds of you saving more later aren't going to happen. You have to get used to where you're at. And if you keep, it, it's just your expenses are going to rise if you're not having that extra anywhere. So yeah, for sure. I have seen that very, hmm, right in front of my face. I've seen that, we'll say. on, um, And this isn't actually an issue with spending as much as an issue with not knowing what to do with the money when you have more because it seems like, and I don't know how you feel about investing or anything or Roth IRAs or whatever's, but it seems like it's smart to do something with it. If you have over what you need to do something else with it. And some people are just always thinking about, well, I might need a new car and that's going to be that. So I'm going to keep that money in my bank. And then I'm not going to, and then I build up to $20,000 in my bank. And I, that's, the only money that I have is right there in the bank and there's no diversity and there's no investing. And that can also be a sign of what <laughs> fear. That's a sign of scarcity. Yeah. That's another scarcity sign. So investments and all that are outside of my wheelhouse. That's not, that's like a next level, but yes, when people get to that point where there is plenty, when there's more than enough, you're living in this abundance another scarcity is, but I have to have access to all that. I have to know exactly where it is. And that's basically telling, telling the universe, telling whatever, okay, I have all this extra, but I have to keep it right here so I can still see it and be in control of it. Instead of letting some of that go, like there's a point where too much in savings is eventually going to harm you down the road because you're not making money on that where it could be used otherwise. I do think it's important to have savings and a decent savings, again, depending on the person. And that's something that I teach once we go through the budgeting and all that. One of the steps is the savings buckets. And that's what I teach my clients. But when they get above and beyond that and their buckets are full and they have more than enough and they're not sure what to do with it, that's when I pass them on and say, okay, you need to find a financial advisor, somebody else that can help you to grow that money so that you're taken care of in the future as well. Wow, thank you. You know what I really, I, I wanna ask you what lights you up the most about your work. Obviously we've been talking a lot about things that probably do. I don't ask this to everybody, but I'm loving how you're sharing. And I, I want to ask you that question. So you get it. <laughs> so what lights me up the most, there's like 15 answers that popped in my head all at the same time. So <laughs> everything from like the nerd in me that loves the spreadsheets and playing. Cause I like numbers are a game to me. It feels like a game. And it's like a, like a puzzle, like you said, that I'm trying to help them solve. But more than that, I think the biggest thing that lights me up is after a client and I have been working together for a while and seeing how much they've changed. Like they think about money different. 
They look at their money different. They spend their money different. Their whole, like everything about them has changed around their money. And they went from this, you know, shamed, guilty person who felt awful and felt like they couldn't figure out anything and they weren't smart enough and they couldn't, they just didn't, didn't know how to do it into somebody who is 100% confident in what they have, what they're going to have six months from now, what they're going to do with it. Like, it's crazy. I love that. That's probably my favorite for sure. That would be a really fun transition to watch and to contribute to. Oh my God. Absolutely. Jessica, are there any last bits of wisdom or tips you want to leave with the listener? Not a whole lot other than just, just be aware, you know, be aware, be mindful of where your money is going. If you can just do that and make that small change to be aware when you're spending it, that will be that first step that can really change a lot in your life in a very short amount of time. So if you can nail down that and be aware of also what you're thinking of when you're spending your money, that's another key (laughs) that will change a lot of things for you. Yeah. Wow. Wow what you're thinking of when you're spending your money. That one's huge. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of different triggers going on in there. And once people can realize what those triggers are, they can stop themselves. So Mm -hmm. my car is in the shop as we speak. So I've been, actually, I've been very aware. I've really Mm -hmm. been aware of, okay, how am I feeling about this whole deal? And Hey, it's my car. I love that transportation. I love the freedom I get with it. I love all of that. So I'm doing my best to keep my thoughts in that realm of how things could be. (laughs) So yeah. And you can turn that around everywhere. Like when you're paying your electric bill, you could be super grumpy that your electric bill is so high, or you can sit with that and be thankful that, wow, it's so great that I was so blessed to be able to have this electricity through my house for that whole month that kept my kids warm or cold or whatever time of year it was, (laughs) you know, like it's just a different, it's just a totally different perspective. And when you can switch that, it, it literally changes everything. It does. And, you know, we are right now describing, I'm going to bring the runes into this because they are like my lifeblood right now, but (laughs) this is really describing the rune Gebu and that is gift, but it's not physical things. It's the energetic exchange. It's that meeting point between the giver and the receiver and what the receiver receives is the energy. So what are you paying your electric company each month? Are you paying them resentment and like Mm -hmm. F you for all this beautiful light and the ability to cook and the ability to stay warm or cold or not cold. Nobody wants to be cold. Come on, but (laughs) cool what are you giving when you're paying for anything? So when I go pick up my car, I have no idea how much it's going to be. I know it'll be over 500, but it might be, you know, more than that. What am I going to be giving the mechanic and my car really? Mm-hmm. And what do I want from them? Right. What do I want from my car? Well, I'd much rather have its love. So mm-hmm. let me again, gratitude. Let me find that gratitude so I can go have pleasure days driving my car around. Oh my God. See how how excited I just got talking about this runic energy. It's freaking fabulous. And it's everywhere, (laughs) especially for me, because that's where my attention is. (laughs) Yep. Oh, wow. Yes. So much, so much goodness here. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on. I could talk to you for another hour, but let's respect the fact that you need to eat and yes. <laughs> and again, if anybody is looking for any support in this arena, find Jessica. Why don't you repeat 
your Facebook group and then your website or Facebook group. How's the easiest other than Facebook? Because some people are not going to be there, but Yep. Facebook and Instagram are probably the top two. Okay. I'll check the most often, but um, my Facebook group is money plus mindset, money coaching for mom bosses. And I'm on social media as the mom boss money coach. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much again. Have the best day ever. You the same. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yay. Thank you for listening and thank you so much for being a part of this great awakening on earth. What a wild time to be here. I want you to know I'm here for you. If you're looking for one-on-one support or just need quick clarity, head to beingboundless.com to see how I can help make your transformation smoother. If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with your friends. On a similar note, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts so others like you can find it and benefit too. I cannot wait to read yours on a future episode. Until next time, thank you so much, Boundless Soul, for being boundless with me. Your friend, Elsie.